Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Until the Gold Club opens. Make it rain. Vinny and Haney. Better grab an umbrella. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Featured artist Friday, Lionel Richie, slash Commodores. Anything you want to hear from him, them, send your request. Plaza for text line at 410-583-1057. Orioles taking on the Bravos today, 105. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato, joining us now to talk about the first week of spring training. He's been down there monitoring and coaching the team. He's an Oriole Hall of Famer, two-time All-Star. He's on the WGK Law guest hotline. Let's welcome back to the show. It's been a couple years. He's uh, Brian Roberts. Brian, what's up, dude? Hey, what's going on, man? Can Uh, you imagine? How about this? Lionel Richie was my first ever concert I went into in person. Were you dancing on the ceiling, most importantly? (laughs) I vividly remember it. It was at the Dean Smith Center in Chapel Hill. Yep, crazy. (laughs) That is pretty awesome. Brian Roberts, you're down in Sarasota working with the team, and let's start with Jackson Holiday. We know the upside. He's the number one prospect in all of baseball. But defensively, explain, first of all, the transition from usually playing shortstop to playing second base and how difficult a transition it might be because I heard what he was saying yesterday that, you know, I'm used to playing more to the left side of things. Now it's more to the right. So tell our listeners what that's all about and uh, how has he looked so far trying to make that transition? Uh, yeah, I've had the opportunity to spend a lot of training and I made the same switch. I mean, I've played shortstop my whole career all the way through my first year in Baltimore and um, it, it's, 
A simple switch, yet a very complicated switch at the same time. Um, you know, the, the routine ground ball, the plays at first base are much easier, actually, at second base, obviously, than shortstop. Probably you have more time, takes less arm strength. But it's the double play stuff that's more complicated. You just had a different angle. The feeds are very different. Um, turning the double play coming from the left side infielders from shortstop and third baseman uh, is a much different turn than um, coming from shortstop where everything's in front of you. So uh, there are some things that definitely um, create some challenges when you're moving from the left side to the right side of the infield. But he's so young. He's so athletic. Uh, he's so gifted. Had a chance to be around him a lot. He's picking it up uh, extremely well. I think he's going to handle it obviously perfectly fine. It's just going to take some reps and uh, getting in those game situations and having those plays happen in real time where the speed is fast and uh, and having to make those plays instinctively as opposed to thinking about them quite so much. Now, Brian, I'm not going to lie, other than watching highlights on the interweb and what they show us on TV, I haven't seen him play an entire nine-inning game yet. But if there is a criticism, I'm, I'm using air quotes, arm strength maybe not of the Manny Machado, Gunnar Henderson ilk. Is that fair or is that an unfair critique? Well, well that that wouldn't be necessarily unfair for 99% of the world to critique <laughs> it that way. Um, you know, those two arms are pretty special. Uh, when you're talking about Machado and you're talking about Gunnar, they are, um, they are the top 1% of the top 1% when it comes to arm strength. So I can tell you this, I mean, I don't think that Jackson's arm strength would hold him back from doing anything on a baseball field uh, would be the way I would put it. Um, maybe it's not the top, you know, 0.01%, but it's certainly uh, plenty playable at any position you want to put him at uh, on a major league field at this point. Brian Roberts, Oriole Hall of Famer, joining us here. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan, staying on the infield because that's your field of expertise as a two-time All-Star Oriole Hall of Famer. Colton Wong comes in, two-time gold glover, fielding Bible guy, and I forgot that he was like a, a silver bat or silver slugger guy just two years ago. What could he add to the equation for not just Jackson, but for all of the young infielders? And at 33, is there maybe a spot for him on this year's team? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, when I saw that signing, um, I wouldn't say it shocked me completely, but obviously the Orioles have so many good young infielders. It's incredible. I mean, that was probably what blows my mind more than anything when I get over there is just the amount of talent that they have at young ages, especially within the infield. Um, yeah, so I think they brought him in certainly as much as anything, maybe for some depth, um, some leadership to, to teach some of these young guys who are learning these positions. Um, when you look at Jackson, obviously learning second base, uh, you've got also a guy like uh, Connor Norby who uh, swings the bat extremely well. His one knock would be defensively at second base, uh, probably a big league bat, maybe not quite defensive yet. Um, and so I think there's a lot of purposes behind some of those things when the when these teams bring these guys in. If, if he was willing to possibly go to AAA, you know, and be there uh, for insurance as well as uh, mentoring help, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I don't know exactly what Michael Elias and those guys are thinking when it comes to that, but he's a guy who has tons of experience, playoff experience, high-level experience, and I think they can use them in a lot of different ways. Now, Brian, with Jorge Mateo, two bombs yesterday. He was a fielding Bible guy himself at shortstop just a couple of years ago. I mean, the bat really cooled off after a hot set, uh, or April, rather, in 23. Center field's going to be an option for sure. The speed plays. The right-handed bat, maybe could that be more of an advantage for him with all the lefties? Where does Jorge Mateo fit in and talk about that transition from being a premier defensive shortstop to covering some ground out there in center field, Camden Yards, or wherever it is? 
Yeah, I mean, you've got a couple of guys who two years ago, you know, uh, were playing at a super high level defensively. You got him plus uh, Ramona Rios, who won a gold glove at third base. And uh, both of them really at this point, you know, may not have a starting job, obviously. And so uh, the amount of defensive ability that both of those guys bring and their flexibility um, to move around the diamond is huge. I think that's in this day and age and the way the game is now, organizations love guys like that who can provide all sorts of different uh, abilities all over the field. Now, moving to the outfield is a whole different animal for sure as, as an infielder. Um, getting out there and I think getting work in and reps in, if that's what they're going to uh, have Mateo do some, is going to be you know very important for him to get out there and do that. But the right-handed bat, I agree. They struggled against left-handed pitching some last year. To have somebody who can come in and you know, spot start and, and play all over the diamond and, and maybe provide that right-handed bat as certainly the speed um, on the bases and causing some havoc out there is something that every team loves. So I think the Orioles have a lot of flexibility, which is great. They have a lot of young talent. They've got really everything that they need to, to accomplish what they want to accomplish, just a matter of how Brandon Hyde and Michael Elias want to use those pieces. Hey, Brian, talk to me about the progression of getting ready during spring training. I mean, because, you know, you see some of these guys, they get two at-bats, then they're out. And then they're not playing the next game. Then they come back, get a couple more at-bats. So how long does it take you to get ramped up? Like, what what was your ideal scenario for you? Well, I would say that varies dramatically based on um, how old you are, uh, how much experience you have at the major league level. All those things you'll see, obviously, Jackson Holiday and some of those kids are going to get a lot of at-bats in spring training. You know, they played the first day, split squad the next day, so they're back in there again. And they're, you know, third day in a row at 19, they, they can do that sort of thing. Um, and they're not thinking twice, for one, because they're trying to make a team. You know, the older you get, even talking to Gunnar Henderson, he's only got, you know, really one full year under his belt. And yet he told me, he's like, you know, coming into this spring feels totally different. I, I, I realize now I can kind of just – take my time and, and know that all I'm doing is trying to prepare for opening day. And so I think you have different guys who are, who are very uh, different in their approach to it. Uh, myself, I mean, there were years where I wanted more at-bats, and then there were years where you go through things, you might have a nagging injury in spring training, and you say, just give me like 15 or 20 at-bats and I'll be ready to go, you know. So um, I think the situation just depends on a lot of different factors and um, where guys stand in their career as well as um, – you know, injuries and those sorts of things. But the biggest thing is making sure that you're healthy, making sure your timing is at least somewhat decent by the time opening day comes around. Um, I always remember Miguel Tejada. He was the worst spring training player I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and yet, first day, opening day, he's going to go three for four. You might as well count on it. So, so the spring training really is just to prepare for opening day for most guys. He's Brian Roberts, Oriole Hall of Famer. Brian, last thing for you is you've got a glimpse of the team at least early in spring training. We know the the defense is strong. The bats look to be uh, pretty much capable of producing runs. What about that rotation? And is the loss of Batista going to prove to be costly for them here? Yeah, I mean, only time will tell, I guess, at this point. Certainly the Corbin Burns trade was enormous, and I think everyone knew that a real frontline starter is, um, is a huge asset, especially if you're a team that's um, – you know, has a pretty good chance of getting into the playoffs. Having those frontline guys are, are enormous. Plus, he's a guy who has eaten up a lot of innings um, at a high level. So that was a great pickup. Um, you know, we'll wait and see what Kyle Bradish is like as he works through uh, recovering from his elbow stuff. You know, John Means, obviously, as well with the, some injury stuff. Um, you know, Grayson Rodriguez is a uh, had a tough first go-around, but came back and pitched outstanding. I expect a really good year out of him. 
Um, you can't replace Bautista, but certainly putting a guy with like Craig Kimbrell in the back of the bullpen with that kind of experience, he knows how to get outs uh, at the end of the game. And so I think he will help solidify the back end of the bullpen. Uh, as long as you can get enough innings out of those starters and they pitch well, I think this team uh, has a chance to do everything that they want to do. Well, we're stuck on you. Brian Roberts, Oreo Hall of Famer. First concert was Lionel Richie down at the Dean Dome way back when. Brian, we appreciate the time as always. Enjoy the rest of your spring, and we look forward to talking to you throughout the season here, hopefully. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Brian. You got it. Brian Roberts, everybody. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan Whip Around coming up next. A lot going on in the world of sports last night. Keith Cavanaugh, TerribleTimes.com. Maryland down to two regular season games left. The, the hope... They're running out of it. How's that sound? Hello, Funhouse trip at Nolan McGraw. That news from the Nets. Back to this combine stuff. Chop Robinson ran really fast. Said he grew up a Ravens fan. Does this mean anything? You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. March 1st. Vinny and Hades with Brought to you by Fox Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan here on this featured artist Friday. It's Lionel Richie. Either a solo artist where he has a ton of hits or with the Commodores where they have a ton as well. So this guy, to say he's accomplished would be an understatement here on this March 1st. Believe it or not, college hoops last night, men, Big Ten, Ohio State. eh, Tried to impeach the mayor, 78-69 over Nebraska. Ohio State showing a pulse since they uh, got rid of old Holtman there. Good for them. Bad for you, the mayor. Rutgers, talk about bad. Hey, as crappy as Maryland's been, Michigan loses by 30 to Rutgers. Whoa. Rutgers barely scored 30 against Maryland on Sunday. 82-52. It's been a disastrous season for the Wolverines. Lost a ton of talent. And uh, Juwan Howard had health problems, pretty severe ones that caused him to miss a few games. But, boy, they were just in the Elite Eight a couple years ago in the Sweet 16. And here they are. I mean, they might not win double-digit games. So, horrible year for the Wolverines there. Locally, Towson over North Carolina A&T, 84-58. Getting ready for the Colonial. UMBC, 79-60 over New Jersey Institute of Technology. Terps uh, Sunday at noon, or 2 o'clock rather, taking on Indiana. Two of the more disappointing teams in the Big Ten. I mean, Michigan's just 
different level disappointing. But Maryland expected to be good. They're not. 15 and 14, 7 and 11 in the, in the league. Indiana, maybe even worse, 15 and 13, 7 and 10. We'll talk more about that with Keith Cavanaugh here in a matter of minutes in the NBA last night. The Wizards. Look, man, I'm still one of the few Wizards fans, at least clanging around this part of town. Grew up a Bullets fan, et cetera, et cetera. And I'll sit there and watch them at 7 o'clock and them home game sort of things. And, mm-hmm. you know, by 9, I'm usually asleep because they put you to sleep unless you're a fan <laughs> of the other team. So then they play late last night at L.A., and we got ourselves a barn burner. But in the end, the better team won. Out on top to Christie. 86-85. Max. Look out! Look out! Here comes Davis. Spectrum Sports. Anthony Davis, 40 points, 15 rebounds as in overtime. L.A. beats Washington 134-131. Jordan Poole now coming off the bench for Washington. He pumps in 34, but not enough for the Washington Wizards who have now dropped 13 consecutive games. It was Brooklyn 124-97 over Atlanta. Bruno Fernando, University of Maryland, two points, three boards, and assists. And two steals. Cam Johnson at 29 for Brooklyn. San Antonio beat Oklahoma City 132-118. Battle of the top two contenders for Rookie of the Year. Aaron Wiggins, by the way, Maryland had four points, three boards, and an assist for the Thunder. But Chet Holmgren, who redshirted his rookie year because he broke his foot in that charity game, he had 23.7 boards, five assists. But Victor Webadiana, 28-13. Seven assists, five blocks, banging home threes. It was San Antonio stunning Oklahoma City, 132-118. Both of these guys are going to be fabulous players for many years to come. It was Phoenix, 110-105 over Houston. Cam Whitmore, Baltimore, he had 14-8 and eight in that one. And got into a little scrape with uh, Devin Booker. They almost hmm. threw, some, uh, threw some haymakers. Always lean towards the Baltimore guy and that sort of a thing, if you know what I'm saying. Denver, 103-97 over Miami. Hey, what Highsmith didn't play last night, Michael Porter Jr. had 30-11 and 11 for the Nuggets in a rematch of last year's finals. How about Caitlin Clark declaring for the WNBA draft? She would be the number one pick of the Indiana team who took uh, Leah Boston last year, number one. I would think, Bob, I, I mean, because she makes a ton of NIL money at Iowa, so she could have come back for another year. But I'm guessing with her off-court money, because they don't make any money at uh, WNBA. That's why they all play overseas yeah. in the offseason. So I'm guessing that she's got it figured out where her state farm and all the other things that she's got going on, she can make it pretty good. She passed Lynette Woodard as the all-time leading scorer in women's college basketball, and Lynette played for Kansas back in the late 70s, early 80s. But it wasn't under the hammer of the NCAA, so they don't count. Like, they didn't count sacks until 1982 in the NFL, so it's kind of stupid, but she's what, 16 away from passing uh, Pete Maravich, all-time in NCAA, which is like comparing uh, you know, apples to fire hydrants. There's no no comparison whatsoever. It's Vinny at Haiti, 105.7 The Fed. It's the whip around. Caps tonight. Taking on the Flyers. 7 o'clock puck drop down at D.C. Caps 63 points. Six behind Philly, Vinny. 
as we're now into literally the month of March trade deadline is a week from today. So when are we going to start packing it in or tonight, loading it up? Tonight, they lose to Philly, Bob. Then they're down eight to Philly, and the Devils and Islanders both passed them. I, I just think there's too many teams above them, and they're going to have to play at a level, Bob, that I don't think that they're capable of play, playing at consistently to be able to you know compete with the other teams. So I think a week from Friday, I think they start dealing. You know, Manta goes and a lot of they they have the old one of the oldest teams in the league. You got to start getting rid of some of those thirty year olds. Uh, this day in sports history, March 1st, 1997, Atlantic City, Hector Macho Camacho knocked out Sugar Ray Leonard in the fifth round, which finally put an end to Sugar Ray Leonard's career. So uh, that happened 27 years ago. Macho Camacho no longer with us after a tragic uh, end down in Puerto Rico. This day in Maryland history, 1975, Cole Fieldhouse, second-ranked Maryland, beats East Tennessee, uh, East Tennessee State. A lot of syllables there, Nolan. 104-87, John Lucas, 21, Brad Davis, 18, Mo Howard, 14, Tom Roy, 10 and 10. As Maryland gets ready for the ACC tournament, spoiler alert, didn't go well for them, but we'll get to that in due time. 1978, ACC tournament, Greensboro, Maryland beats NC State, 109-108 in triple overtime. Make it about me real quick. My grandmother passed away a couple of days earlier. My dad's mom. Mm-hmm. She would be my paternal grandmother. In the wake was at my Aunt Joan's house, who also is, I mean, we're talking 36 years or 46 years ago. But I watched this game on black and white TV, and I kept running down. Maryland, my dad's like, who cares? Get out of here. Just get, you know, my mom just died. Bleep you and the Terps. Almost literally is what he said. But 109-108, triple overtime. Larry Gibson at 27 points. Baltimore, 18 boards. Albert King at 21-7. and seven. Ernie Graham at 20 points. Lawrence Boston at 18. Larry Gibson played 55 minutes in this game. They played Duke in the semifinals, and they were gassed, and they lost, and Duke went to the finals, as a matter of fact. That year, 1986, Cole Fieldhouse, Maryland beats Virginia, 87-72. It was Len Bias's last home game. He had 22. Jeff Baxter, 19. Keith Gatlin, 18. Speedy Jones, he had 15. And on this day, 1995, Nolan, you might remember. No, you won't. You weren't even born yet. 1995, in Durham, 6th ranked Maryland, Beats Duke 94-92. Joe Smith tapping at the buzzer. He had 40 points, 18 rebounds. Gary Williams was sick. He didn't coach. He was out. And Mike Krzyzewski took off because he had back surgery. Because Duke sucked that year. And he didn't want them L's on his record. Billy Hahn, rest in peace, coach the Terps. 94-92. Maryland beats Duke. One of the signature wins. One of the great wins. Of the Maryland era. And Joe Smith, who would go on to win National Player of the Year, do a National Player of the Year stuff. Talking about that more Terps history. Well, maybe not so much, but current day basketball, which is far from that with Keith Cavett on next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The latest sports news and your place to talk about it. Always. 1057 The Fan. Video and Haiti 1057 The Fan. Lionel Richie. Featured Artist Friday is chosen by you, the people. You want to get in, pick a song. Send it to Nolan McGraw, Plot Sport Tax 9, 4 Tep 583 Maryland taking on Indiana on Sunday, the home finale for the 2024 season. Then at Penn State, needing miracles. They got to win the Big Ten tournament, let's be honest. If they're going to get to the NCAA tournament, is the NIT even a reality? Or quite frankly, would it be an option? Here to talk about that more from TerrapinTimes.com. He's Keith Cavanaugh. Keith, what's up? Guys, good morning. But first, we must address the most relevant news, given the portals coming up and recruiting. But a sign of good health in a program when your fourth assistant coach in less than two seasons becomes a head coach. As you know, Mike Jones um, leaving Maryland, become the new head coach at Old Dominion. And I already have a 10 deep for his replacements uh, for his replacement. So um, Kevin Willard's got to get busy, get a new assistant. Jones, obviously just here one year. DeMatha really doesn't have any talent anymore. So he didn't have much of an impact, um, but, you know, he played down there and every assistant wants to be a head coach. But a few names to keep in mind, Baltimore's own Kevin Norris, who's down at UCF right now, T.J. Thompson, who going back in the way, uh, way back time machine, Bob, who played at Newport Prep, if you remember that. Remember Tony Moore and all those guys? Oh, sure. Currently at Rutgers, played basketball at GW collegiately, but high school at Newport Prep in uh, Kensington. Corey McRae, a former DeMatha guy who's at BC now. Mike Pegues, a familiar name, former DeMatha Delaware. guy. Delaware, yeah. Yeah, and Butler currently. Xavier Joyner uh, from JMU, who's the team takeover, AAU well-connected guy. Kenyatta Hunter, who's out at Indiana. All these guys are on a, um, well, not too short a list, but a list right now um, because, you know, with everything going on, the season's still going on, of course. Portal opens, what, March 18th. Um, You're going to have to be very busy there. But good news, David Cox was down last night at Fork Union, the other Terps assistant. He did see Mount Zion prep against uh, Fork Union and Terps on Malachi Palmer. Hit three three three-pointers in a game. Just what we need, 19 points. They they lost, though. But obviously, need to address, get some shooters in here. There are several shooters in the portal, or soon to be in the portal. Two from the local colleges, I can't name yet, and one from Philly. All can stick it, so all show an interest in Maryland. Then you want a portal big as well. But Mike Jones, moving on, props to him. And remember, Bill Meyer, Skin, Sadler, and now Jones, um, Four assistants under Willard in a short period here already have had jobs. And Sadler was just 
like a GA. You know, he was uh, administrative assistant coach, and he's what head coach now at Nickel State. So, um, good and bad news there on the staff news. Yeah, that's all very touching. But right yeah, now they're yeah, fifteen yeah. and fourteen, seven and eleven, with all of these uh, coaches getting jobs elsewhere. And I seem to remember Jonathan Lamoth having games at St. Francis where he was at like seven, eight, nine, ten threes. Oh, he had 16 threes 16. against John Carroll. I stand corrected, game? but he can't get off the bench at Maryland. What is Kevin Willard going to try to – he went back to his original lineup a couple of nights ago in the loss uh, to Northwestern, minus two of their best players, by the way, for that game. And a walk-on starting, yeah. <laughs> and then and he had, getting beat, beat yeah. by, by guys with mullets named Opie <laughs> uh, who have career nights, but I digress. Don't be hating on Opies, my friend. But uh, what, what are you looking to accomplish last two – you're not going to – you got to win the Big Ten tournament, obviously, to get to the NCAA yeah. tournament. Is the NIT even interested in Maryland? Do they still have the cachet to generate uh, that sort of interest? Because the NIT is an entity itself, doesn't have that sort of juice anymore. Yeah, so it's Bob, like the Corleone this, family. Sadly, on this team's epithet for the season, a number will stand out: nine point one. <laughs> Their three four point field goal percentage the other night. Uh, Bob, you, me, and Vinny could start drinking right now for St. Patrick's Day. Stand on our head blindfolded and knock down more than 9% of three-pointers in a game after 75 Jaeger bombs. And, and I'll Irish shoot right-handed and do better than that. Yeah, so um, obviously the gang that can't shoot straight, um, they always fight to the end. Defense has always been there. But the other night I saw a fissure and a crack in the – in the defense, Dante Scott Matador defense was horrific. Uh, Julian Reese's basketball IQ was just as bad. You know, all the you you knew they were going to pack it in. They were going to clog the lanes. They're going to make you shoot threes. So Juju, he'd catch the ball, he'd get doubled, he'd freeze, and he either turn it over or do an offensive foul. Jameer couldn't get through the lanes uh, to get openings to the rack, so they shut all that down. As we've mentioned, Chrissy Collins, they always play hard. They always play smart. It was hack-a-shack. Um, thank God Jameer's free throws kept him in the game, but another bad basketball IQ night, a rare night that their defense had so many lapses, but unfortunately the sad song of their three-point shooting. And, you know, Kaiser right now, Bob, I think he's becoming a modern-day Kelly Height. What? Good good guy. Kelly Height? Oh. Yeah. I'm I going think, way back. I mean, but the expectations are way higher for Kelly Height, yeah. if I'm not well, No, what I'm saying is yeah. great guy, but he's got no game. I mean, <laughs> you, you want him to shoot right. threes. Yeah, beyond that, how do you like to play him? He's like, uh, can't hit threes, but he can't defend anybody. All right. And, you know, there's not a lot of floor game action, you know, uh, to his game. So we're seeing now some of these fr- Ballyhood freshmen. Yeah, they've struggled. But now he's receding back into deep reserve. Now, DHS is climbing. He still shoots some very ill-advised threes and clanks them. But, you know, if he's getting downhill and bully ball slashing and crashing to the hoop, uh, that's a good sign. But Dante just, you know, he just comes and goes. He killed them the other night. Just awful defense on Mullethead. Um, so it goes on and on. But the ladies did win by 16 over whiskey last night. They're on their way to the NCAAs. We'll see if the men can even qualify for the NIT. But you want to lock up Rodney Rice. We talked about him, the portal combo guard. 
uh, F.E. Oliojo, the power, small power forward, slasher, crasher, get those two guys along with Palmer and Queen, and then add a portal big and a, another portal shooter. Um, so, you know, you got to get another staffer in here now. Uh, you got to finish out the season, senior day uh, this weekend. Hopefully they can go out on strong. But it's been, been a very um, trials and tribulations season. But I've always loved their effort that they fought to the bitter end. Now, what, seven games decided by three points, but just can't get over the finish line because they can't throw it in the ocean. Hey, Keith, did they make yeah, yeah. did they make mistakes on those guys, Kowser and Smith and those guys? Well, when, no, they I mean, Vinny, when they evaluate when they evaluate them, what did yeah. they see? They had to see Vinny, he was a non athlete. Yeah, they were all four stars. They were all top one hundreds. One was Virginia player of the year. The other was DC player of the year. Um Kaiser hit shots all during his high school career. Lamoth was not known for his three-point shooting. DHS was known for more slashing, crashing. But forget about my opinion, anyone else. But every national recruiting indice had them all as four-star pluses. Um, you know, Treori's been nicked the last two games. He's been coming on based on what he had done earlier in the year. Love to see him out there more. But, again, I expect five or six guys to leave this program prematurely, i.e. not seniors that are graduating, and five or six new guys come in. So you will see a roster overhaul. Clearly, some of these guys, I expect two-thirds of the front line to be gone. This day and age, anybody can be gone. Um, you know, with NIL and everything. So there'll be a massive retooling of this roster. But to answer your question, Vinny, all these guys were much ballyhooed, accolades, everything in high school and had the numbers and had the game and were in this game and that game. It's not like they just fell off the pickle boat and they stink. Um, but it's, you know, the the high school class underachieved, the portal class underachieved, that we do see some sp- moments from Geronimo that are encouraging. Um, So he's got to get both uh, square like he did two years ago when he had much better returns, particularly on the portal guys. Keith Cavanaugh, TerrapinTimes.com. Yeah, I remember people wanting Gary Williams fired for signing Kelly Hype, but that was way back when. It is what it is. Keith, anything else we need to know about what's happening before we let well, you enjoy I will tell Vinny. I will tell Vinny spring ball is yet a month away. Every year it starts later. March 27th, spring ball doesn't start till. So we have a long time for you to start hitting me up with the spring football questions, Vinny Serrato. Keith Cavanaugh, have a great weekend. See All you guys. Keith. There's Keith, uh, Keith Cavanaugh. Jamie Kaiser, Kelly Height comparison. Uh, Kelly Height was considered by a lot of people as a, an extreme reach by Gary Land and, you know, never had much of it. But this dude, Kaiser, four-star recruit. Yeah, player of the year in Virginia? That was Smith. D.C.? I don't know. Must is there a, a bad year? Is there another DC that we haven't <laughs> been? Uh, uh, but and he was a stud quarterback too in high really? school. Bro. I, yeah. What's the old saying? They whiffed on that one. We're not going to whiff when we come back. If we have time, a little funhouse trip. Nolan McGraw. We've got news from the nest coming up top of the hour. Chop Robinson ran really fast. Alexander Madison. He's going to get cundiffed in uh, Minnesota with the Vikings. Ravens could use some running backs. Jamison Hensley goes down to potential fits for Baltimore. We'll get into that in the one o'clock or 12 o'clock hour their experience in sports varies of course uh, Vinny's got uh, experience in the NFL and I sucked at uh, electric football Vinny and Haney 1057 fan well I'm leaving you tomorrow now this is the Commodores I'm easy like Sunday morning 
Lionel Richie, Featured Artist Friday. Anything you want to hear from him, send your request, Plaza Port Tax Line at 410-583-1057. And we got you covered here. Got news from the Nets coming up top of the hour. Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com, is going to be joining us. Chip's going to engage us with uh, conversations uh, pertaining to a lot of things, I guess, Nolan, right? Well, mostly Combine, the top prospects this week. Yeah, Drake May, and he's based in Carolina, and he's not going to throw. Uh, Merrill Hodge has been full on napalming Drake May's potential to be a quality NFL player. So we'll see how that all works out. So stay tuned. We got NFL lunch. Jonas Schaefer from the Baltimore Banner will be joining us. Orioles taking on the Braves today. Coming up here at 105, give it the lineup in a couple of minutes. But Nolan, how are you feeling over there? Feeling great. It's Friday, man. How could you not be feeling great? I mean, you sound like you're extremely enthused. So I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to gas myself up here. It is Friday, Nolan. Remember that. <laughs> what time's the first uh, beer cap getting popped there? Uh, I don't think I have any beer in my fridge, so oh, acquiring boy. said beer will be step one. Yeah, you got. Well, I'm a trained professional, as everyone knows by now. I get my 30-pack on a Thursday, put it in the fridge in my basement Thursday night. So when I get home today around 2.45, depending on traffic, crack that puppy open. You strike me as a, you have like an emergency beer, like an emergency six-pack. No, 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 Break no, no, glass no. in case of emergency. No, 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 no. No? No. Used to. I mean, I'd have them in like my little toilet well there. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that would sit next to the tidy bowl, man. <laughs> Hard at work, there. But I load up on the weekend stuff on Thursday, so you'll learn. I mean, hopefully, you won't get to where I've gotten, but you know, you know what I'm saying. We got time for a fun house trip. You ready to get out of here? Let's go fun. Quick draws, fun house. Tidy bowl, man. Start drinking my beer though. Get my frog. The rudest, tunest text reader. The side of the Chesapeake. I like that quick draw. 1057 The Fan. Start with this one here. Uh, resident Penn State fan Chris says, having watched both Robinson and Owe play, I can tell you Robinson definitely more natural when he's rushing. Uh, as far as the scheme, Manny Diaz, his defense relied more on blitzing uh, more than letting guys freelance. See, the, the big, like for the Ravens, there was a big difference between Wink and McDonald. And Wink didn't allow any freelancing whatsoever. You had to do exactly what you were supposed to do. Whereas McDonald, you could freelance. If you wanted to jump inside, you could. So that maybe that was why there was a lot more sacks with McDonald, too, because guys had more free reign. But I mean, that hadn't helped Oway. Uh, another one here talking combine. Texter says, Bo Nix is the best quarterback in this year's draft. Time will tell. Uh, he will end up being the best pro out of anyone. He is the next Andrew Luck. He doesn't have the arm Andrew Luck has. You know, that that's the biggest thing. And he had a bad senior bowl. He had a bad week down at the senior bowl. So, um, no, I, I don't – I would be shocked, you know, if he were to, to be the best one because he doesn't have he, – he might have the worst arm of those – Top 10 quarterbacks. And we get into these generational guys. Andrew Luck was dubbed the next thing for years. For two years. Yeah. Yeah. Bo Nix isn't even considered the best quarterback in his draft class. Much less less an Andrew Luck kind of guy. Andrew Luck was going to be the first pick for two years in a row. Correct. 
Uh, how about one more here? Texter says, who says Kaiser or Harris Smith won't hop in the portal? Right or wrong, maybe they feel like their coach is letting them down, not using them correctly. Is Queen's presence next year enough to keep them around? Well, let's put it this way. And Keith just said, two of the three front court guys are going to be gone. Well, two of them, Geronimo and Scott, are gone because they're 27 years old. They've exhausted their eligibility. So we're assuming that Julian Reese comes back. The backcourt is very, very iffy right now. So he said five. I mean, do we see Swanee or Swan Rogers coming back? I don't. Triori, maybe. Who knows? But you have two games left. Let's get Jonathan Lamoth off the bench. Get them splinters out of there and let him hit 16 in a game for you. Or he might say, I don't see a future. Peace out. Even though he was high school teammates. With Derek Queen. So who knows? They might. I mean, if we're comparing Jonathan, or excuse me, Jamie Kaiser Jr. to Kelly Height, and I don't know what Kelly Height's been doing for the last 26 years of his life, quite frankly. Hopefully it's a productive life. But that's from a basketball standpoint, that is really, really bad. Nick Bosnick has led bias compared to Kelly Height. It's Vinny at 80, 1057 The Fed. We'll be back. News from the Nest. We got Buy or Sell at 1215. And that talk combine with Chip Patterson from CBSSports.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.